Welcome to Radio Abnet. Welcome to Abnet's Distributing Wisdom podcast. Distributing Wisdom is a forum for experts in the electronic components supply and distribution industry to discuss what it takes to adapt to and drive technological change. And at Abnet, we've seen this evolve over our 100 year history. And now we're bringing together authorities from both within Abnet and beyond to share their wisdom as it relates to perseverance, the critical role of the industry in driving innovation and how our past is driving our future. On today's episode, our guests will explore gender diversity in electronics and where our industry can go. We'll speak with Brenda Freeman, a veteran brand and digital disruptor who joined Avnet's board of directors in 2018. We're also speaking with Jackie Maddox, who in 2017 formed Women in Electronics, an organization focused on driving female leadership in the electronics industry. And rounding out our conversation will be Avnet's quote center manager, Holly Snopko, an engineer with a diverse range of experiences over her 20 year career in the electronics industry. I'm looking forward to hearing all of their great perspectives. Thank you all so much for joining. Let's go around and introduce yourselves to our listeners today. Jackie, I'd love to start with you. Okay, so I am the founder and president of Women in Electronics. We started around 2017. And just know Avnet through being a corporate sponsor uh, of Women in Electronics, had a uh, prior relationship with Lynn Terrell, who now we still have a relationship with as she's on our council, and introduced us to the RISE team and to the whole group, and has just been a lovely relationship. Great. Hello, I'm Brenda Freeman. Thank you so much for inviting me to the podcast. I'm looking forward to having this great conversation with with fellow fabulous women. My relationship with Avnet is that I'm an independent board director. I've been a director now for a few years with Avnet and have actually had the opportunity to work with a few of the women leadership uh, teams on some of the initiatives and programs, and also just get to know, I've actually get the opportunity to have met a number of, you know, female talent at various levels. So I'm really glad to be here today. Hi, my name is Holly Snapko, and I joined Avnet in 2015 after spending a little over 20 years in the manufacturing environments. I was looking for a change and had some friends that I had uh, met from Abnet and they suggested that I apply for a position here. So when I joined Abnet, I was a product manager for our defense and aerospace interconnect products. And I'm currently the quote center manager for the Americas. I'm excited to hear all of your perspectives today. Let's start by talking about what gender equality means to you. Holly, what are your thoughts? Sure, thank you. So to me, gender equality means that women see themselves as equal to men in STEM fields and men see us the same way. I think one of our greatest challenges that we're still facing with gender equality is for women to believe in themselves because if we don't, no one else will. So I really think we're still at that very beginning point in a lot of cases and in a lot of fields where, you know, women are just 
not as confident and they're not willing to take the risk to go into what is currently a male dominated field. Very true, Holly. Thank you for sharing. Brenda, as a senior executive in the industry, I'd love to hear your perspective on what gender equality means to you. Sure. So for those that don't know, you know, the last 20, 25 years or so of my career has been in the marketing field, but I actually started out as a practicing chemical engineer and graduated from the University of Maryland with all of two other fellow women (laughs) in that field. And so the idea of, of equality and having the confidence to bring all of yourself to bear, you know, when you are used to being one of few in the room, you're able to to sort of hone those skills of being proud and loud, (laughs) you know, of your voice. I think over the years, and and certainly as I've gotten older, I think you're just much more comfortable with the idea of bringing all of yourself, you know, embracing being a woman, but also being a leader and being able to lead in a way that perhaps may have been less typical of, let's say, if if a man was in that chair. Jackie, I know you have a lot of input in this area. What do you think? Okay, well, I'll just maybe start with leading off of what you said, inclusivity to me is a mindset. It's more of changing your mind and the way you think of things versus having initiatives within organizations. But as far as gender equality, to me, it really is that parity at the table, men and women coming together and really honoring and respecting each other. And I think sometimes it's hard for women because we don't want to be in conflict, right? And so when we speak up at that table, we have to understand that if you contradict, that doesn't mean you're in conflict. You're being paid to sit at that table and to use that voice. So when you're not offering that, it's a disservice to everyone around you. And one more thing, and I don't want to go on too long, but equity, I think we all have to think of that term, equity, probably more than equality. Because sometimes equity means giving a little more to some people than others based on where their opportunity has been, right? So equality doesn't always equal fairness. Sometimes we need to look at it more like equity. So Jackie, given your role in women and electronics, you talk to a lot of different companies and get quite a few perspectives on this topic. What are some of the biggest needs that women in the industry are articulating to you? And Do you see that aligning with where leadership is focused? I don't think that we've come nearly as far as we think we have, not to be a downer, but the data doesn't line up with the hype. So there's a difference between, you know, having an excitement for things and actually seeing it come to fruition in the numbers. So the numbers don't add up at this point. We are really trailing behind in the electronic component industry. A lot of uh, people, leaders will say, oh, other industries have similar problem. But yeah, I think we're getting to be really lagging. (laughs) Um, It looks like about 8% in decision-making upper level, more C-suite type positions in our industry. We're about to start launching some industry surveys to get more concrete data. Um, But I will just have to say there's been a lot of awareness, which is good. So that's the progress. I don't see that that's necessarily translating yet. And I also think that we have to be very careful about you see a woman here or there be promoted and then people check that box. Okay, we're done. Yay, we're doing good that's, that's the danger zone. So we just have to keep going with this and we have to dig deeper. And once we're at the point in our industry where the DEI initiatives are just a natural part of HR, 
that's when we're going to have true success. Holly, as someone working in the electronics industry, what are you seeing? I really feel that the electronics industry overall is further ahead than some of the other industries in which I've personally worked. At the beginning of my career, I faced very strong discrimination. I was a female engineer in the automotive industry. I started as a sales engineer. And after about a year and a half, I realized that um, I didn't want to be sitting at a desk. I have a passion for building and process improvement, and I wanted to move into manufacturing. And as I was applying for positions, I wasn't even getting interviews. And I finally made an appointment to go talk to the senior vice president of manufacturing at the automotive company I worked at. And he flat out told me that as long as he was in his role, that no woman would ever be a part of his organization. So I just kept pushing until that concrete wall fell down. But that's where my career started. And then again, the exact opposite now is being at a company like Avnet, where you walk in day one valued and respected with no limit set to what your opportunities are by the company. One of the considerations that we have to be aware of is, again, looking for women to help build other women up. Because I see that sometimes when you see women in leadership roles, you know, they're almost protective of them being that position and kind of want to be on that island or give that perception to want to be on that island. So again, I think it's, you know, awareness that we as women, that it should be one of our objectives is to help others up. But again, as far as the women in electronics, I felt very welcomed and very well respected the first day I walked into Abnet. I've never felt that I was being evaluated based on my gender versus my skill set and my performance that I'm able to demonstrate. So it's all sort of part of a system, I think, of being committed to the idea of, of making sure that your workforce from the top management team on down to the uh, shop floor is just reflective of your customer base, but it does take work. So Jackie, what are some of the best practices that you're seeing across the technology ecosystem? What do you think women need most to thrive in the workforce, especially in our post-pandemic lives? You know, for companies to have those best practices, we're actually forming a DEI council for across some various industries, uh, some best practices that we're trying to come up with to bring to the industry. But it's really interesting. We mentioned ERGs as well. To me, that's one of the main ways to help implement DEI initiatives throughout organizations, but people think it's just for that specific group. Say you have a women's group. It's not just for the women. It's for the men to come and understand as well. So this is where the development, the professional development and the personal development comes in. Each individual taking it upon themselves to not only know themselves better and their unconscious biases and all that, but it's understanding others. So I think that's the missing component a lot of people don't see is that ERGs are not just for that group. It's an opportunity for others to come and hear and understand. Well, and a lot of times we're finding when we talk to a lot of our male counterparts, some of the things that we say we need, they would have never guessed. 
It's a growth mindset versus a scarcity mindset. It doesn't mean the woman replaces somebody or something. Actually, the data shows that when she comes in and the more diverse talent that we bring in, the more we expand the organizations. I think we all understand that it's beyond the, it's the nice thing to do, that the business case is there, but it's kind of interesting in terms of what diversity does for the workplace, productivity and value creation is higher if you have diversity in the workplace. Creativity and innovation to capture new markets as a result of diversity. Employee retention is higher as a, re- as a result of diversity. Employers and their overall reputation is higher. Company culture improves. Diverse management teams actually exhibit higher profits. So, you know, there's lots of stats out there for those just to remind ourselves of, of the reason why uh, it, it actually is more than the nice thing to do. It actually is a business imperative these days. One of the ones that always kills me, and I, to me, it's one of the biggest business propositions, is when companies see gender parity, so equal men and women at the decision-making table relative returns go up 19%. That is an amazing stat, but all the data backs that up. All around, as you said, Brenda, it's not just a feel-good thing. It is the best business choice that you could make. When we're looking at the individual contributor or beginning level leadership position, I think from my perspective, two of the attributes of, of a company supporting me are those that offer some flexible work hours because the majority of the time, even when we have a partner that we may both be working outside the home, the woman has a tendency to have greater at-home responsibilities, dropping off kids, picking up kids. And then also for the women in industry who are looking to have children, I still think that there's fear and concern about taking maternity leave and what will happen with their position. Legally, the companies hold those roles, but the stress that, you know, a woman feels knowing that they're going to be gone for six weeks or 12 weeks or beyond, depending on where you live, is really significant and can cause a lot of stress. And I think for for us to really thrive in a workplace. Those are just two significant considerations we need to help us balance our work and career goals with our family responsibilities. Not only for women who are starting families, but guess what? I mean, in order for companies to be competitive these days, we're going to have to, like Gen Z is going to demand it. (laughs) That generation has different priorities in terms of how they choose who they work for. My generation, it was work for a great company that gave great benefits. You work for them for 20 years and you retire. Um, That's not what Gen Z is looking for. Gen Z, actually, the number of graduates who are looking to work for large companies is on the decline. They're going for startups. They're going for places, you know, that are more, let's say, more mission-driven, more purpose-driven, that have remote working as the norm. They, they have more flexible hours. They have paternity leave for the husbands. Those types of things that 
before we were hoping for, asking for as working women, it will be demanded at a much even louder, with a louder voice from this younger generation that's coming on, that's going to very quickly approach the childbearing age. <laughs> you know, I just wanted to say part of this too is what Holly said. It's such a disservice we've done to ourselves to not be completely authentic because women do hide what is going on at home and hide their needs. We've gotten used to doing that. Right. And a lot of women will, Hey, I'm in the game. I could do it just like everybody else. And hiding the fact that you have this whole other life. We have done that by not being completely honest with our employers and, and not stepping to the table to really be candid and honest about what we need. But also when you look at our male counterparts who mostly are in those leadership positions, making the decisions on the policies, you have to think of it from their perspective. They haven't experienced this. Many of our male leaders have stay-at-home wives who do a lot of things. And so for them, they can travel, they can work whatever hours, and it's not any problem for them. But that is complete opposite of a working woman with children in most cases. So we only see our world from the perspective we sit. That's why the education is so important. And that's why us being authentic and really, truly expressing what those needs are is so important. Holly, compared to earlier in your career, do you feel like you're facing similar or different challenges than you are today? For me, my biggest challenges that I face today still continue to be how to balance my career with my family. Um, I have three children that I'm raising, as well as now aging parents that need additive care and help. So I feel that my career possibilities with Avnet are wide open for me. However, I think that I have to hold myself back because of my outside of work responsibilities. And again, that's a choice that I make and I'm completely at peace with. The pandemic has actually helped me because for the first time, I'm not crazy stressed out trying to do both full-time jobs in a reasonable period of time. So now being able to work from home for the, you know, pretty much the first time in my career, I feel like I can breathe. I'm able to, to have more hours in my day to be productive, both as an employer and as a mother. Okay, so here's the million dollar question. What does the electronics industry need to do to address some of these issues? Well, I personally think a lot of it has to do with what we're just talking about here. Remote working is a big part of it, especially for our youth coming in who will be having children and things like that. Promotion, looking at not only our hiring policies, but our promotion policies. What do those look like as we advance in, in our positions in the industry, we just tend to see less and less women. So we have to pay attention. We have to be having the tough conversations in a very professional, compassionate way, because I think what we do now is going to pave the way for the future. And as, as Brenda said, our youth are coming in with a whole different mindset. And really, I agree with a lot of it. Um, a lot of our leaders will get maybe frustrated with, say, millennials. You'll hear all these things. But I actually love that our next generation 
cares so much about meaning and purpose and actually wants to make a difference in the world. They care about what's going on. They want things to be different. What that looks like and how we compromise as we go along, I don't know. I just hope that our leadership in the industry will really take a hard look at this. I think one of the driving needs again is that, you know, when we're looking to fill a position, we're working with our human resources departments to make sure that we've got a wide pool of candidates, both men and women to evaluate. But I know from research that I've done raising three girls who all have strong STEM genes, Florida State University in 2017 did a six-year study that found a lot of women choose to stop challenging and pursuing STEM careers by 10th grade. So for the electronics industry or for any industry for that matter, that's in a STEM field, they really need to start investing with high school students and embracing mentoring opportunities all the way back to that ninth and 10th grade so that we help people see what careers are available to them in the STEM fields. It's hard to be able to translate that this calculus class or this AP statistics class or this biology class can translate to these careers for me in the future. There's always going to be this need for software engineers or product engineers, industrial engineers, and they're great careers. And so the more that we can do, most of the studies are saying that you have to start as early as like fourth or fifth grade in order to sort of set them um, on that track. And I would add to that too, that that's definitely a long-term plan. And we, I think we have to continually invest in our youth, but while we're here right now, needing talent at this time in our industry, I would just say what companies can do is push back on HR because a lot of times you'll have a wreck and they'll say, oh, just didn't have enough women. Sorry, this is a technical sales position or an engineering position. And there's just a bunch of male candidates. So if the person doing the hiring will push back and say, no, I am not going to look at this, filling this position until I have equal men and women as applicants. From there, I'll pick who's ever the best qualified. But there has to be that equity there. It's really been a pleasure to hear all of your perspectives today. There's so much wisdom in this group. And I have to say, I'm feeling very inspired after our conversation. And I think our listeners will feel the same way. So thank you so much for joining today. Thanks for having me today. This is These conversations are not a one and done. So love that we were all able to be here together today and look forward to some more healthy conversations moving forward. Thank you so much, Heather. This was great. I really enjoyed getting to know all of the ladies and to talk about things that are near and dear to my heart. I feel the same way. Thank you so much for um, giving me the opportunity to be a part of this. I have felt so uplifted in speaking with Brenda and Jackie and getting to know about them and to know that we have passionate women leaders out there that are working to build all the rest of us up. So thank you so much. Thank you, Jackie, Brenda, and Holly for joining today's podcast. On our next episode, Three senior supply chain executives will discuss how supply chains will truly never be the same again. To learn more about distributing wisdom, please visit avnet.com forward slash podcasts. 
Thank you for listening. Until next time.